Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me for this week is a man that's been away for last week, is JD. How are you, mate? Oh, not so bad. How are yourself, mate? Mate, good. Recovered after a fantastic weekend. It was very busy. Um, lots going on. Supercars were in town. Yeah, yeah, you, I noticed that. I'm just, I'm just, just literally just picking up his corporate tickets from the weekend. I just no, 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 no. Let's not say tickets. That's a corporate ticket. Yeah, yeah. He didn't share them around. Don't worry. <laughs> I had one we corporate noticed. ticket. It was only for the sad day. Um, right. Look, I was like, mate, I, I need another one. You know, podcast. We've got two <laughs> hosts, um, and they said, uh, mate, we're giving good. this to you because of your actual job, not because of your podcast. <laughs> No, no, it's all good. It was good to spend it with the family this weekend, actually. Yeah, because I was going to say, you didn't invite me up to your corporate last year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you did get us in the corporate in, ta- um, in Calypso or Adelaide. So, oh, there you go. You know, there you go. He goes it comes around. around. <laughs> it does. Uh, you had a good weekend? You were very busy? Busy yeah, man? Yeah, busy weekend. Obviously, being a local round uh, at Hidden Valley, we had our own pre-production car that we help out through our workshop. Um, down uh, doing some laps and stuff, and yeah, he was pretty happy with it. Um, Jake from Zero to One Hundred Motorsport, yep. yeah, did a pretty good job over the weekend. Wasn't quite happy with the car and practice. And I don't qualifying. think anyone was super. The only person that was probably happy with a car at all in IP was old mate in the Blue Falcon. Yeah, his lot uh, from Tasmania. He's got this weapon of a Falcon. Uh, absolute. Fracking horsepower in that thing. I don't it's know how like he gets it to the... 600 horsepower thing. Yeah, yeah. More um, than a supercar. Yeah. So, anyway, I don't know how he gets it to the ground in his little, you know, I think they run 255 sort of like 18-inch tyre. Uh, groove tyre as well. Um, yeah, but anyway, he, he very absolutely gentle, very dominated gentle. the weekend. It was crazy. Um, yeah, but I mean like... He ended up with a 13 in one of the sessions, yeah. which is... I don't know what the race pace for a supercar is, but it wasn't I think far we off. Doing one oh eight. Well they qualified what they did one oh five for qualifying, or Scott McLaughlin did. Yep. Um and then I think in race pace they were doing about uh, anywhere between a one oh yeah, a one eight to a one ten. Yeah. So it's not that much slower than bloody supercar. It's crazy. No, and it looked like it was <laughs> it looked like a supercar was racing against other cars. It was just like the way he moved through he made, the dry. He made fast cars look not fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Absolutely. But Had great drive onto the straight that car too. I noticed that. I was watching it right down, right at the end, coming onto the main straight at the back, and just the way it just handled those last couple of sections through that S, and then boom, he got the power down real early. Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a very well set up car. Um, he he does a great job preparing it every year. His team does a great job preparing it when they come up here. I think it's been here a couple of times before, yeah. years ago. Um, but yeah, absolutely dominant effort for them for the over two litre class. Our Jake ended up, I think he come, now I'm trying to remember, four class, it was something like 10th or 11th. And overall, I think he ended up 14th overall. There was over 30 cars overall. Yeah, it was a really strong... And the IP. So to come, you know, 14th, top half, mate. Yeah, no, he did a good job. Like I said to him, there was a race there, and I was like, how'd you go? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, still struggling a little bit. And I looked at his timesheet, I'm like, mate, you come two positions behind Bryce forward. (laughs) You're not doing too bad. Yeah, he's and he was ended up with times faster than he's ever done before as well. So he broke his own PBs and stuff like that. That's good. We did did a bit of tuning to the car, and it got a bit better. So he, he was pretty happy, and... 
after that in the next sort of Sunday session for the longer race, he actually did the best times he's ever done. So Oh, that's really good. Really good. I had yeah. a little enduro, 12-lapper. Yeah, enduro, isn't it? Silly, 12-laps. <laughs> Everyone there was worried about fuel. They're like, I don't have enough fuel to do 12-laps. You've got to do some fuel saving. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is quite funny, isn't it? They're all used to doing sort of six and eight-lap races. Mm. Um, I actually think it worked quite well. I think they should probably bring it to the normal rounds to maybe do a... Just at least get used to 14 it. 14 or a 16-lapper, like something that's really decent. Mm. Um, give them a bit of a chance to have a, you know, manage tyres and, and, and other things like that. But one big thing on his car, he had full new stickers everywhere, so new livery done up. Yep. He had um nice big Lukey's Auto pretty much all over that car. Yeah, I don't know who they are, but don't yeah. Know who they are. <laughs> um, and then a nice big Breaking Late sticker on the back. Spoiler. So, look good. Yeah, it did. Thank you to Jake for supporting us. Yeah, um, thank you. That's it was just awesome. a. I got a message from him actually. Oh, probably t- two days before the race meeting with a Photoshop knock up of it. He's like, "Look at this." I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome, man!" Oh my god, how much do I owe you? And he's like, "Just give me money for one sticker." I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's so no, you know, well done to Jake. Good effort this weekend. Um, and yeah, thanks for the sticker on the car. It looked really good. You did. Well, let's before we jump into the full race, because, you know, we've got a few points we want to talk about, but let's talk about some news that sort of come out just pretty much the Friday morning it of was. the supercar yeah, I, I actually round. literally read it, drinking my coffee, waiting for it to be picked up to go to the track on Friday. So this is Todd Hazelwood is pretty much having to assess his options for 2020 with yeah. Matt Stone coming to him and saying... We can't guarantee you a drive for next year. Well, that's it's uh, it's looking more and more the case, isn't it? Mm. Um, well, they're saying you know there's not even a guarantee that they're going to be on the grid next year. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see where everything happens. So Todd's pretty much got to start looking for a new drive. Yep, that's correct. Um, his results on Sunday was really good, to be honest. You know, with where he's at in the team. And to what, qualify 12th, finish 13th? Or yeah, yeah, a strong effort. You think last year was coming 26th year. I know this year's been a better year, but it's it, the team has turned around a bit, and so has Todd um, and the engineer, Wes, with him, has been doing a really good job. I think they've got their head around the single spring really quickly compared to some of the others. because they were struggling more with the twin spring. That's exactly right, yeah. They really struggled with the twin spring, so... Something, though, I saw in the after show, like, um, he got interviewed by Rihanna on the Sunday after the race. Flash new race suit. He did. We, that was actually a big challenge trying to get that race suit. Uh, it got sent to um, Jake, at our mate's place. And then Todd actually borrowed Jake's car from the track while we were there to go pick it up from the post office. And they wouldn't give it to him because he wasn't. What wasn't, wasn't his G, name was on it? It wasn't Jake's name. Written yeah, on it. yeah. It's like, just open it up. My it's name is written all over the suit. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was quite awkward. So they did he have to? Jake had to sign a waiver and blah blah blah. And and, and Todd's mum ended up going and picking it up. It was quite funny in the end. But he did get it, so it's a nice new suit. Matches yep. the car. Yeah, looks um, good. Yeah, it got a few different sponsors on there as well. Uh, sponsors that he hasn't had before as mm. well. So it's good to ah, see good. new people coming out and support. So let's. Let's just speculate for a section. Uh, for a section. For a well, we're in a section. We're in a <laughs> speculation section. Yep. Um, where, where, where should he be looking at for twenty twenty? 
Well, there's quite a few seats. I, I see you've got a bit of a list here. We, we'll just go through them, I guess, um, from the top. Uh, Walkinshaw and Dreddy haven't... I don't think both their drivers are on licence for next year. I don't think they've got contracts. Yeah, so I know I did quick did a quick Google session before I started writing who I think he could replace. Um, I definitely know James Courtney is off contract at the end of the season. Yeah, okay. So there, there's definitely one there. Um We've obviously got GRM, which is always a bit of a... Who knows who what knows could happen. You could yeah. have a contract and it's gone. I've pretty much got it. Will he replace Stanaway? Well, with? yeah, and that's another one, isn't it, for you? Um, I don't know if that's uh, where they want to head, but it's also... One, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a place where, you know, GRM over the last few years with driver contracts can, can be a bit uh, uncertain, if you would say. Uh, my, my reasoning for GRM is that it's not a secret that the old mate from Boost Mobile wants to buy the team. He's already come out at the start of the year saying he wanted to buy a rec license. Yep. Um, Gary Rogers, you know, nothing against them. They're doing fantastic work in TCR. They're doing a heap of work with the S5000. If they sell up at supercars, I wouldn't be surprised if Gary Rogers sell up the supercar side of things. Well, that's exactly right. So that could be a, a definite opening. And for then he's a, a younger driver that Boost Mobile don't want the older drivers. Yeah. So that's an option. Um, another option is Tickford. Yeah, well, there's a lot of speculation. There's probably a couple of spots at Tickford, let's be honest, but uh, a lot of heat I around Mostert. I think it would be two. Well, Mostert uh, and um, Holdsworth. Yeah, yeah. Holdsworth is the one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, Tickford aren't looking to get rid of Mostert. They want Mostert, but Mostert's a bit of hot property around Pit Lane these days. So, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see whether he stays or goes. Um, but there's also the Lee Holdsworth seat that could very much become open as well. It's um, a really good one as well. Actually, I think the Lee Holdsworth seat there is is definitely that's, one I would That's think. holding water, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a pretty good... That's a a uh, one that makes sense pretty well, and then I've also got Kelly Racing mainly to replace Simone or Jacobson, but that was a, I don't think so. I yeah. can't see him going there. Um, I think it would probably be a step back to go to Kelly. Yeah, who knows? They might announce later in the year they're right, we're rolling out a new chassis and a new manufacturer for twenty twenty one and come out with a bullet. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um. There are a couple more to add to the list. Okay. Um, little insider gossip, I guess. Triple Eight. Uh, getting rid of Wind Cup because <laughs> you're shit. Nah. No, I think Triple Eight's probably one of the only driver lineups on the field that probably is very locked well. In. Was yeah. locked in, is certain. Um, we've obviously got a few rec licenses that are still sitting open. There's mm-hmm. rumours that Charlie Sherquat wants to pull another, another rec license and he wants another driver. So that's one place they could be talking to. That wouldn't be a bad thing. He's had, he's going all right in the Triple Eight build, Commodore. Yep. I think having a team. I think something that Todd needs is a good teammate. I agree. I agree. The engineers can not bounce. having the yep. data. Not have. He's got the Triple Eight data, but nearly every Triple Eight built car on the grid at the moment has the Triple Eight data, and you know. Always Triple Eight at the moment as it, well. Yeah, They're yeah. clutching at straws as well. You, know, it's not like the, back in the day when Techno were buying Triple Eight's data and Jamie Wincup and Craig Lowndes were coming first and third or yeah. 
first and fifth or, you know, top five Triple every Triple don't race. even know what they're doing with the car. So how, like, they're stuffing around with Shane's car right up until he's going out. So how late are you going to get your data sheet off Triple Eight if they don't even know what they're running? Yeah, exactly. So so that's one place. Um, there are rumours around a few of the drivers at Brad, Brad Jones Motorsport, uh, whether they'll still be in contract next year or not, whether they're still going to be there. So there's uh, another seat that may come available as well. That's just stuff I've heard in the background. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, that, yeah, they're, they're two interesting ones, I think, that are probably them and Tickford, I feel like, are the, the, the more likely. I'm liking this Charlie Sherkoff. Yeah, one. I think it's I like good. What worries? The only thing But then I also me. like the idea of him being up at Tickford where I think they could really... Charlie's team, you never know. You could, I could say this and just sound like an idiot. You know, he might... I, I don't see them being race winners at the moment. Well, but he's I apparently he's building and he's he's continuing to pour the money in now, Charlie. So he's, he's really, really starting to pour the money in. So that's one thing that sort of draws people to it is he's trying to build a, a better engineering team behind mm -hmm. him. He's trying to really... You know, it's, it, it is... It's... It's going to be hard to say that there'd be a race-winning team, but whether they're going to be someone that can be up there and getting podiums, getting Todd notice in that, that's probably what they're really looking for. Um, obviously, they'd be looking for the Hail Mary to go to Shell or, or Triple Eight or someone like that. Yeah, but you know, it could be that one of the ones like Stuff Mostert, Todd yeah. Hazelwood's now hot property. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see. I guess the next six months, well, even next three to four months are probably going to be... Uh, a lot to show. It, I don't think there's anything to repair the Matt Stone sort of Todd Hazelwood uh, relationship at the moment. I don't. I think that one's pretty much just a working relationship now to get it's them through the end of the year, and then that's it. It's done. It's been five years that yeah. they've been together. You know, since 2014. You know what they've achieved together is fantastic, but maybe you do need to move on. You don't want to be stuck in that abusive relationship like Frosty was with Tickford for 13 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, it worked all right when he won the championship, it I did. guess. <laughs> and then it went pretty downhill after yeah, that. Well, it's, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. He would have been better off coming up. He had the worst title defense in supercar history. He didn't I win know, a race. And, that, and Courtney was really battled him for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, anyway. Oh, well. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I would quite like him in a... I think he'd look all right in the bottle Mustang. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think you'd, it, I think he'd fit in well. It'd be nice to have a friend up at the pointy end of the grid, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, the rumours are, you know, we'll see what happens with Bryce next year as well. He could be in the in the grid as well. So Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah, it... it could happen. Like we were saying Bryce is going to take there's some nothing coming. Spot. Nothing coming from Bryce no, or the family or anything, by the way. Just to point that out for anyone that's there going, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> no, it's These not. These guys <laughs> said it. No, we say a lot. You should know that. <laughs> but no, Mitch and I said it last week that is Bryce replaced Simona. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. I don't think Simona's going to sign on with Kelly Racing next year. Don't you? No. You reckon she'll go back to I reckon to open she... Wheeling? If she wants to have another crack at it, I think she might need to move away from the Nissan because I don't think the Nissan suits her. She's struggling yeah. in that Nissan. Yeah, okay. Maybe she needs to try something a bit different. Well, I think everyone in the Nissan's really struggling at the moment. They, they have a few good races here and there, but the car's yeah. just not there. She's always struggling. She has, yeah. Yeah, she's never looked comfortable with it. 
Another driver that we've quickly touched on a little bit that was supposedly in the move for 2020 is Chaz Mostert. Now, did you see him on Trackside TV on Thursday night? I did not. Sorry. Where he was pretty much just giving everyone nothing. Nothing? Of it. He was just like, nah, oh, I could be anywhere. You know, oh, I might be overseas. Oh, I might be over here. I might be doing your job. He's like, <laughs> he said he loves it. He loves keeping the media guessing. And I guess at this point, we are the media, so let's just guess. He says it's great for um, Super Cheap. Every time he wakes up and there's an article and there's a you know picture of him in his Super Cheap shirt, it's like, Super Cheap, love it. I'm all yeah. over the media. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I just have to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> and you guys just prove articles. It. Yeah, prolong it. Um, Can you see well, him staying at Tickford? Um, well, I, I did have a... If they throw off, a bunch of money at him. Yeah, I did have a... Uh, what do you call it? You know, not on record... Slash. Ah, oh, yeah, like a <laughs> two-minute conversation with him at Bathurst, and he was pretty honest about it. He's a praise lover. He said, "If we're if we're battling well in the championship and whatnot, I I will stay. But if not, I'm done. I'm I, I'm not going to stay any longer. Mm. I'm not going to stay at a team that's that's holding us back. So he this year is a little bit of a gray area with that because they were come a really long way, but." They definitely don't look like they're about to battle to win this championship. Oh, God, no one's going to battle. It's even looking like Fabs can't. I was going to say, Fabs battle. can't battle for a championship at this rate. <laughs> and he's in the same gear as Scotty. Oh, no, it's, it's, this year is a bit of a write-off already. I, I, I don't mean to downplay it for everyone out there that likes watching the racing, but it's, it's well, there's a reason we don't choose them, uh, the, the shell cars. All the nah. Mercedes cars at the moment to uh, who's going to win the race because it's we too just checked on these supercar websites where you go to race results and it brings up all of it. It's just a sea of red. <laughs> yeah, it is. He's he's only Scotty's only missed out on two pole positions. Yeah, this year. that's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely, he's crazy. going to absolutely smash the record. Anyway, let's Chaz Tickford DGR overseas or somewhere else. Well, let's. My my thing is he'll stay at Tickford if he doesn't get a DJR drive. Yep. But he'll sign a short deal. He'll sign Maybe one two year years. D- one to two years, yeah. He'll sign whatever Fabian signs. Well, yeah. Probably. So that, You don't see him anywhere else? Uh I don't think he'll go overseas. No. Now let's dig into what you your tin hat sort of dealio. Ah, somewhere else there. My somewhere else is, I think we've all forgotten about the other billionaire in the room that needs to start buying some drivers and doing what the other billionaire did. Well, he needs to start buying engineers, but at the moment, they all need to be buying the... I bet you Roland Dane's looking at engineers. To be honest, he needs to start buying some Mustangs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm thinking... Walking Shore... They could throw a curveball in there. They've got the money. Yeah, they've if got they the going, money to pay right, drivers. Let's, let's, let's get this. We need some top-ranked drivers. Nothing against Pi and Courtney, but Courtney won the championship nine years ago. He's 33, 34 now? 35? He old. <laughs> He's probably got three years left max. You reckon? Yep. When did Lounsey retire? At what age? Yeah, but Lounsey's different. Lounsey's a legend. Lounsey had more sponsorship. Lounsey, yeah. 
But Lounsey had the he could back he could just get a backer. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I I look. I look at what Courtney could have been in his his uh. If Courtney didn't life. have that accident. Yeah, if he didn't have an accident, he could he be could Formula been, One. Yeah, he was the, probably one of the best drivers to come out of Australia for a very 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 long time. Um, to argue even better than Webber, really. Oh so, yeah, I think if he didn't have his accident, we wouldn't really. It would be yeah a very different speech right now, but um I don't know I don't I don't think he's passed it yet, but like you said, three years is a long time. So mm. in three years' time, he might not want to be in supercars anymore. Um, so it is really hard to say. I don't know who there is sort of more backed. I would say Courtney's probably more backed than Pike. Yeah, I mean I maybe keep Courtney and Pike can be an enduro drive or. <laughs> go to Sure Pye's going to want to go I don't at, think Scotty Pye's like, like Mate I'm only like 30. 30 years old Yeah Had a rough coming in But you know I'm he, good Yeah now. he had a shocker um, Yeah it'll be interesting to say I, don't, I really don't know I don't know if I'm just thinking Walkinshaw need to do something But I also don't think I that think they need to buy engineers I, More than drivers They need to start getting some results Before they start kicking drivers out Yeah. They keep pouring the money in the R&D. They have been doing a bit of it, but I think they need to really step that up and they need to also be buying engineers or bringing some engineers from Indy or um, NASCAR into it to really start bringing this car forward. Like, you know, obviously they've made a huge investment in the team already but and it has come a little bit forward, but we need to keep it going. I can see Walkinshaw being the next team. If Kelly, I mean, I don't see Kelly Racing bringing anything new next year. They're going to race the Ultima again. Yeah, of course. No one, I don't think anyone will. No one's going to bring it, not for one year. No. But 2021. I can see, I can see Walkinshaw and Andretti United bringing in a new manufacturer or a new, yeah, Camaro's a new manufacturer, a new model, a different make. I agree. In 2021. And I right. think that's what they need to be aiming for is like, all right, Penske took three years to really do it. They had the year with Ambrose did three, four races, then they did Scotty Pye, then they had Scotty Pye and Fabian. Yeah. Then they got Scotty McLaughlin of Fabs, and they've now had that for two years. So it wasn't until Scott McLaughlin got in with the Shell cars before they started this dominant era. So they still had two Yeah, two years of building. Yeah, great. Um they got lucky with the way this the contract sort of fell with yeah. Fabs coming off and Scotty being out of contract that they could jump on him. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, but yeah, I just think that Walkinshaw of needing to come out with a new. Well, I think everything. It, Walkinshaw could be a more desirable spot than we think it is right now, with the fact that twenty twenty one is only around the corner. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah, it's a year and a half away, but still, it is in racing terms. It's not that far away, and um, it's only twenty nineteen. It's only what thirty rounds away. Yeah, and that new car could be a bit of a game changer for for the Walkinshaw boys and whoever else is going to go down that path as well. Mm. Well, this weekend was very much history-making. It was. It's a pretty spectacular thing to go off, isn't it? We, it we was. We were definitely talking about here. That so we are talking about the Triple Crown. The Triple it's Crown. finally gone off. Now, I think Scotty was lucky in the top 10 shootout. Because he I don't was. think he, he went out. He, Fabian and Lee Holsworth benefited the most 
out of the top 10 shootout. Oh, Definitely. they went out when the track was at its best, which was when cars 9 and 10 went out. Yeah, we had a lot of over. It was overcast. Yeah, we the had UV a big was off the track. Yep. It was Cloud drop cover. temperatures. Yeah, um, that three tenths that Scotty has just sitting in his back pocket for whenever he needed it. Yeah, he needed. He it needed day. it then because it wasn't by much that he got pole position. No, this is one of the closest poles I think he's had all year. Mm. It was really really close pole. So that was really interesting as well. Where like you could really notice how cool. The, the cloud cover made the track. Um, you could we don't the normally get the clouds this time of year. Even no. the commentators on Fox were like, oh, it's clouds. Yeah. You don't yeah. normally see them up here. It's normally clear sky, blue. Yeah. So um, that was definitely something to change it and sort of rattled the field a little bit. It shook it all up uh, in the in the um, top 10 shootout because mm. the 9 and 10 obviously weren't so much faster than it everyone It reminded me expecting. a lot of um, Bathurst last year with Anton cracking that lap real early on i really enjoy watching top 10 shootouts when it's a car you didn't expect like early <laughs> on just goes and sets a blinder of a lap yeah and then wrong. everyone's just like holy crap well and you watch people then tend to make mistakes because the pressure's on they, put, yeah, well, they know that, that they know that oh that's that's two tenths faster than i went in qualifying okay so i'm gonna have to push my braking markers and hopefully get better traction off the corner and, and, and whatnot to try and get those two tenths. And they just overstep it by the littlest margin and all of a sudden they're going from... Well, they you look at qualify like, and they were fourth do? and then all of a sudden the end of the tr <laughs> shootout, they're like tenth. Well, you do what Frosty did, just lock up into turn one and just went off. Just absolutely crucify that tyre. That tyre was I don't even think he recorded the time. No, he didn't because it, it flattered. He got yeah, a puncture. He had a puncture, yeah. Yep, when he's like, ah, puncture, i got to go again. It was yeah. the car's fault. Yeah, yeah, sure. It, it locked up on itself. <laughs> yeah. No. Talking about the Triple Crown. Yeah. Did you think the trophy was going to be bigger? I did. I thought... Or more, more yeah. thing going on about it? Like, I, I looked at the trophy. Event. I so thought there'd be, like, confetti cannons or something. <laughs> yeah, like, bring him a crown. Yeah. Um. So, if you guys haven't seen the trophy, it's probably... 30 centimetres tall. Um, it's just a four-sided diamond, I guess. Like, <laughs> it, it, didn't either, it wasn't even like three-sided thing. It was just a bit of thing. I think Scotty mentioned something about it. Yeah, he point. did a radio interview and it was like, oh, I was a little disappointed. I thought I was going to get a crown or, or a really big trophy or something. But he's like, then they come out with this sort of small trophy. And I was like, oh, okay. I think they should have given him a reef. Yeah, something. Because it's been around for so long that we used to give out reefs back when they introduced <laughs> that. Well, it's it's spectacular. And I, we've been struggling to find out actually what the prize winning, uh, how much you, he was going to win. Because back in the day, it was quite a sizable check you were going to earn. Mm. Uh, back when it was first introduced in the three race format. Yeah, at least put that money in a high interest account and just keep it rolling over. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, I heard rumours from it was originally a hundred grand, mm. so uh, I don't know if they're true or not. But yeah, the, you know, it was meant to be quite a sizable check, and now we're looking at. <laughs> I don't even know if he's won any money. Yeah, like maybe it's just another thousand dollars from Armour. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Like, it's it, and it's not like we haven't had big companies sponsor the Hidden Valley round. It's been like Sky City forever, so they're a big casino. Yeah. Then we had Crown Bet and Easy Bet's just Crown Bet anyway. Yeah, they just Crown changed casino name. as well, didn't we, or something like that? Nah. After Sky City sold out, 
No, then we just had Crown Bet. Oh, okay. And Easy Bet is Crown Bet. Yeah, yeah. Division of it. I think, do we name something at Hidden Valley after him? Because he's won it. Because he won it. He's the first time. Yeah, I don't know. But it's not like most times you name a corner after him because either he crashed here and it was very memorable. (laughs) So at the moment, we've got the Nick Cat and Macaulay corner. (laughs) (laughs) That is definitely Macaulay's tire wall. Twice. Twice he's backed it in. Absolutely. Uh, I wish I could find some footage of him. There was no onboard footage. (laughs) Like, what is going on? How did he all of a sudden end up there? I mean, we'll jump all over, but let's talk about that. That was a very (laughs) bizarre incident. (laughs) So the bit we're talking about was... Nick Perkatz come through turn 10 and 11. Well hot. Too locked, fast. Locked up right front. Locked it. Locked up the front. Just. Come offline and then just. Into went the straight. Shit. Yeah. Skimmed. Skimmed the gravel. Yep. Didn't even like dig in at all. Full pace straight into the tyre barrier. Front end of that car destroyed. I'm so surprised they got it back out on track. And then within a second of finally the dust settling. Macca Jones is like, hey, buddy, I'm coming in. Backwards. Yeah. Rear the back of the car, straight into the tire wall, spins around. So lucky not to make contact with Nick Perkat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Nick Perkat wouldn't have been thinking that there's going to be another car coming. Yeah, well, it was. it's just one of those weirdest little crashes you've seen. Like, I understand where, where Perkat went off. You know, he was pushing. But where Macaulay just and- said he just lost the rear end. He must have just been daydreaming watching what Percat did. And I think not, that's probably what it was. He's probably... And stuff. I don't know. He could More have got followed. maybe distracted yeah. or just his attention went to Nick Percat and it's kind of like, you would know, when you got a toddler on a bike and you're like, don't hit that wall, like don't <laughs> hit that pole, and they just stare at it and hit it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something. Like I've done it in a go-kart as well. The person you'll be following... Perk, uh, sorry, Macaulay wasn't that far behind Slade. No, he uh, wasn't. Sorry, Perkat. Um, but, you know, you, you'll be following someone, all of a sudden they overstep their braking marker, and then you just and sort you step of follow Because it. you're just like, well, you're my mark, you're my reference. Yeah, 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 you just sort of follow them in. But this was still a bit further back. Like, it wasn't, he wasn't nose to tail. No, definitely not. It, I'm just thinking maybe he got a little distracted, and then when he's gone for the brakes, he's been offline or whatnot, bang the brake, pinch the rears, and... Mm. The rest was in the wall. <laughs> Something I was... Well done, actually, quick. Well done to the BJR crew. Yeah, they got both those cars amazing, back out. Amazing turnaround time. Brad that. Brad Jones said, <clears throat> it's probably... He's like, ah, oh, whatever, pick a number. 60 grand worth of damage and panels. Yeah. Could be more. But they're like, once you... I think they're actually going back home. Yeah. They're going to have to now anyway. Go back home to... Where are they? Near Winton. They're yep. Albury. Yeah, Albury, Wodonga. Strip those cars. Get them back on the jig. Straighten out that chassis because I guarantee it's bent. Yeah. Um, Rebuild the cars and then in two weeks' time head up to Townsville. Yeah. It's a big job. It is. It's going to be a massive They had for. all the crew. Like the 21 car, the 4 car. What's the other one? Nine, not 9. 8. 14. Get confused. When you listen to them, they don't talk about, oh, and everyone on Slady's car, they're like, everyone from the 14 went on to this, and yeah, they call yeah. them all by the numbers, and you're like, oh. Yeah. But, you know, hats off to those boys and girls working there. They 
they smashed those cars out. We actually, Mitch pointed out that Percat was coming on the grid during the startup, the formation, yeah. well, not really formation lap, but when they will go to meet on the grid. And all the cars had driven past and they're all sitting on the starting grid and everyone's sort of doing their grid walk. And then all of a sudden we saw this flashy yellow leave the pit lane. Yeah. And Mitch is like, I think that's Percat. I'm like, nah, man, did you see what happened just here? <laughs> and then sure enough, Nick Percat come driving around, whole crowd, big applause. Yeah. Well, the, and at that stage, they still mustn't have been done because the door was taped shut. Yeah. And then when the race happened, the door wasn't taped shut. So they must have adjusted the door on the grid, mm. got it all squared up. They're like, we're at the back of the grid. No one's coming to see us. <laughs> Fix the car. Yeah. Continue working, boys. Stop as soon as that siren goes. Yeah. <laughs> Walk away. No, absolute standout effort from them on the weekend. They, they repaired a couple of cars on the Saturday as well. So, um, Just quickly recapping a little bit of the races. Erebus cars were pretty quick this weekend. Yeah, I was actually, um, when I looked over who chose who, I thought... We've I all gone, no one picked Reynolds! <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I thought someone would have picked Reynolds. I'm like kicking myself. Oh, yeah, I should have picked Reynolds. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that later, the dismal pick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they did a really good job. They were actually both really quick all weekend. Yeah, Saturday's race in particular, Anton had a great start. Cracking start. He wanted to do what Davey did, but I think he was trying to overtake Davey and the guy that Davey overtook last year. And they were like, we're having none of this. <laughs> They're like, ah, fool me once. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. No, it was good racing from them all weekend. Obviously, um, a bit unfortunate that Anton was a, suffered the most actually out of that. He did. Because he, he got did. held out wide. Um, What's his name? Will Davison. See that move around the outside of turn five? No, I didn't on catch on Davu. Really? Yeah. So they pretty much run side by side, up through like from turn one up through to turn five. Yeah. And Davu just hung around the outside of turn five, and managed to pull off the move. There you go. That's an awesome move. It yeah. was really good. Like in Scafe's like, nah, people normally backed out by now, but not Davo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, because people always get sent. Mm. Yeah, that's that's un unbelievable. Well, yeah. Scafe's move of the um, pass of the weekend. There you go. Yeah. Well, it takes good driver control from both cars. To oh, yeah, not to there. make contact. It's yeah. very easy just to... At smallest touch there and you're gone. It's a pretty fast corner. It is a fast corner. It's quickly on the triple crowd again. Did they make trophies for every year? And if so, what have they done with them? Yeah, I want to see all the big old checks. Do we need to like contact maybe anti-major events, major events yeah. or supercars? Where where are all the trophies? Have you got this cabinet full of old trophies? Can, we, Does, yeah, can, can McLaughlin just have all of them? <laughs> That's what he should have done. Here's a here's a trailer full of trophies. Like if it goes off next year, you only get the one trophy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. A whole bunch of fake checks that aren't valid. <laughs> um, what is Scotty going to achieve this year? Everything. <laughs> Everything. Everything on my list is pretty much. Oh, we've he's got obviously going to... Done the Triple Crown. He's obviously going to win crown. the championship unless he, like, dies or something. <laughs> Quits and does <laughs> dust as NASCAR from... Yeah, he's just like, ow, wit. Maybe he'll quit like three races from the end and still win. And the just see what happens. <laughs> like, I've got a 300 point buffer, but I'm not even going to race for three races. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, obviously we've got a triple crown. Yes. Will he get the enduro triple crown, which is sort of an unofficial thing, but I would 
think it should be pretty cool if he comes out with Bathurst, Sandown and Gold Coast. I think it's possible. I think it's definitely possible. He's already on track or passed, I believe. No, no, he hasn't passed yet because I think he's only got four, 13 wins. I think the record in the season's 14. Yeah, so go. next race. Yeah, ne- oh, yeah no. next weekend he could absolutely, well, next race maybe he can beat both of them. <laughs> yeah, but remember, Triple Eight was dominant there in Townsville last year. Yeah, and then they build a Mustang that's been dominant this whole year. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me some hope, all right? <laughs> uh, look, I would, I would say yes. The Enduro Triple Crown is a possibility. Obviously, really hard when you've got people paired up like Queen Cup and Lounge, yeah. Tanner and Giz, but they really need to sort those cars out. Mm-hmm. They've got the driver lineup to get there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So he's going to get most pole positions because he's pretty much only missed out on two of them. Yeah. Surprisingly, one of them went to Frosty. How crazy is that? In a year that Scott McLaughlin's dominated, Frosty gets a pole and a Commodore. Yeah, pretty crazy, isn't it? (laughs) Um, And the largest winning margin of the championship. So currently, Wincup holds that bragging rights in his 2014 championship win, where he won uh, 583 points ahead of second. It's a big... That's a big... Championship lead, isn't it? That's nearly four that's race leads. Yeah. Yep. That's a pretty good lead. That's like nearly two rounds worth. Yeah. Currently, um, Scotty only ha- has only has 319 points lead on Fabian. So, yeah. it's And Fabian even has like, oh, how many point lead over the next person? He's almost got a hunt over like, yeah, almost 100 points, oh, over 100 on, points. 130 points. Davey Reynolds is in third, um, and he's 459 points off Scotty. Here we go. Scary stuff, man. Absolutely. These guys, and Win Cup's come out and said today, he's like, these guys are just, they're in another league. They're, they're better than what Triple Eight were during their dominant period. Yeah. They've raised the game. They're just... You know, you can't take anything away from them. They are absolutely destroying everyone. They are. They're absolutely at the peak, really, at the pinnacle. And it's funny when you look at other teams and you go, well, they used to be the pinnacle. Why aren't they doing it anymore? I mean, it's, it's one of those things with motorsport. It always happens, comes and goes. You look at McLaren, you look at Walkinshaw. Yeah, yeah. you get McLaren, you get Red Bull, you had Ferrari dominating in the 200s. I mean, 2000s, I remember as a kid. What was the point of watching, f- like, Formula One? Formula One, because Michael Schumacher was going to win. Yeah, exactly. So, it it happens this way, but um, everyone's going to have to find that extra three or four tenths at the moment. It's not a tenth anymore. Something uh, I've started to, to read online is people are like, all right, this parody would not be an issue without Scotty McLaughlin. If Scotty McLaughlin didn't race supercars, no one would know that the Mustangs were that quick. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? If you look more often than not, uh, Fabs isn't even second on the grid. No. And if we took out Scotty McLaughlin, we had a fantastic race both Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, Scotty's in a bit of a class of his own. I don't know if that's engineering the cars to him and stuff like that, uh, making it harder, it's, or it's, it's just him. It's Scotty. Yeah. I mean, they're probably engineering the cars to Perfectly work for him. him. Yeah. 
Um, but Why not? Well. Scotty has this three tenths on the rest of the field, and I don't think it's the car. Yeah, it's no different than when you know Win Cup was dominating the field, and no one could come close to him. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's doing an excellent job. Really, really good job. So this is where we wa- I want to talk about Scotty now. This one's not even on my run sheet. He is currently 26 years old. In the prime of his racing career, he's never driven better. He wants to go to America to do NASCAR and what else. But he doesn't want to go there just to say he's done it. He wants to go there to be competitive. Yeah, now... Yeah. When does he leave supercars to go do this? It's a tough question, isn't if it? If he ticks off everything in this list this year, he won't be here next year. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really don't know. I really I don't think know. if he wins Bathurst this year, he won't be here. Yeah. It's it's a really hard, isn't it? Because some sometimes winning that or some, doing something like that might drive people to come back again. But it also might shut it down and go, well, look, I've done it. So I, I, I agree with you. Because I'm just thinking probably more he's going to take, go he's gonna take what, two, three years really to master the NASCAR? Yeah, Once well, you gotta, you're not going to jump in it. Like the NASCAR and the supercar are completely different kettles of fish. Yeah. It's going to take him a while to get into it. You've got to give yourself, you know, two or three years to really get your head around it. Yeah, yeah. So you go three years from next year, he'll be thirty. He doesn't want to go to he doesn't want to go to NASCAR when he's thirty. Yeah, I I, re- I have no answers for you because it's, I guess it's a really personal question for him uh, where he is. In What's his, his number? Let's call him <laughs> Scotty. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> it, it would be interesting to find out, but I'm, I'm sure we won't know until late in the year. They want to announce their driver lineup, yeah, later in the season. Um, by the end of the month, that's when they want to confirm their lineup for next year. So it'll be interesting. A lot of things are going to sort of come out right at the end. There you go. They want to announce it already. That, that's interesting to see mm. uh, whether that'll happen or not. I'm sure there's been plenty of teams, Red Bull last year, that wanted to announce their driver lineup early, but no one, <laughs> no one certain, wanted to sign on. <laughs> certain driver didn't want to. Put his name down. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see what happens the next month then at the end of the month. Um, Supercars is now looking at reducing the rounds to 14. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Uh, they want to, from what I was reading, they currently, they've got 15 rounds now spread out over nine months. Yeah. They really want to look at getting a more regular schedule um, if it's every two weeks or, you know, how are we going to do these flyaway rounds? We've got to make it viable for the teams to be able to go to the race and then be able to either come back to their workshop and fix the cars if needed or be able to keep doing some back-to-backs. Yeah. They're wanting to bring costs down. I, 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 I wish I knew how much it costs to do a round. What's that per car? Yeah, just like a team. How much is it costing? Like When they're saying they're bringing costings down, how much are they wanting to reduce... Because the problem is, is like, as a fan, all we hear is, oh, we need to reduce costs for this. Like, we've cut out the, we've gone to a single spring to reduce costs. And then you go, the spring's like $500. Yeah, yeah. But what people don't realize is we had two guys sitting on those springs 
all race meeting. Yeah. So you're paying for those guys for f- basically four days to sit and just calculate the springs. Yeah. So yeah. when they're going, we've reduced the springs to reduce the cost, they need to be a little bit more like, well, we reduced the springs, so we're not using as much manpower to do this. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going, oh, we reduced the springs. Okay, that's $500 for my $20 million budget. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, the budgets are quite large still. Like, they're looking well over a million dollars to run a supercar these days mm-hmm. for a year. Um, so, you know, it, every little bit is going to help. There is the rumor with the new tyre manufacturer coming in as well that that's going to be a big saver. Um, some people are saying nearly $200,000 a year in tyres. Well, that's, that's pretty good. So um, so that's going to be a big saving, you know, minimum, say, hundred to 200,000 um a year because the rumors are that this new company will be uh, sponsoring the teams the tires for free all year that'd be all right yeah yeah where dunlop charges them all obviously it's a, but a discounted, a discounted rate. rate uh for the sponsor because they're like fine i won't buy your tires who are you going to sell them to yeah hey super twos <laughs> yeah. you want to try these soft tires <laughs> yeah so that'll that'll be interesting to see what happens with that um, my question to you if we're dropping around, and it's pretty much looking like it's either Phillip Island or Winton, which one do you give the boot? Winton. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ah, <laughs> uh, look, I don't want Philip Allen to go. I understand Winton. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that like Winton as well, but you know, Phillip Island's an iconic track. I don't. It can't go. If you just put those two on the chopping well, both block, both of them have been chopped off before. Yes. Yes. I guess they're both Victorian tracks, so you can't really be like, oh, well. Like, real Victoria's Winton, I assume. Winton, Winton is the one of the big problems, and a lot of people are, are flagging, is the fact that Winton still owns the rights to the supercar round, and it's one of the only rounds that then the, they're the actual promoter, not supercars, so that supercars don't make the money off ticket takings and, and all these other things and they're being sticked in the mud. Is that just a weird know. contract? Because yeah, they got kicked off is. at the end like 2004 or something and then back again. Yeah, I think it is. So there are rumours about them being a stick in the mud and not wanting to give over the rights and stuff like that. So there's a bit of backstabbery going on there like, oh, well, we'll just drop you and not even come. So um, unfortunately, yeah, they're, they're not, the two parties aren't seeing eye to eye on it, I don't mm. think. Yeah. I like Phillip Island more than Winton, I think. Yeah. Winton, I like the track layout. I think it looks cool, but there's... I mean, we don't have to worry about the whole cutting the corner thing if we don't have it. <laughs> Look, it, it is... Winton's not a bad track. I just think Phillip Island's more iconic track for Australia. And quickly, I didn't ask you your opinions the other day. The f- thoughts on the two-day format for supercars, where the supercars only run for two days. Um, for I'm cost-cutting. I'm always a big fan of... Get the cars on track. Yeah, more time on track, the better. But, you know, I understand the teams do want to cost cut and, and the feedback from that race meeting was actually pretty good with the on track a lot and it was pumping it out sort of thing. Um, you got to see a lot for your two days sort of thing. So, Well, they still were all there for Friday. There were still all the support categories racing Friday. That's why I'm like, how much? Apart from, I guess, the wear and tear costs... Yeah, but maybe the supercar teams don't need everyone there on the Friday. Wednesday. Yeah, oh, I yeah, had to set up. So th- at the moment, you know, like when they turn up to a town for a three car, tri- sorry, three day meeting, they turn up Wednesday, um, so that they start set up f- like bright and early uh, Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. 
um, pulling the cars out of trucks and setting pit bays up and obviously pit walling and all that sort of takes a long time. So, and yeah, so that's probably a day later. They probably can turn up Thursday and, and start on that. They don't have to pay for a whole night of accommodation for, you know, some of them might have 40 staff or 30 staff mm. like Brad Jones and that turn up with quite a few crew, which is big dollars in the end of the day. Um, so yeah, there's definitely some advantages to probably going to a, a, a two day format for the teams. I, I don't want it. I don't want it either. Even if it saves them a hundred grand. But don't there's other people that will take a day off to go watch the V8s on a Friday. So That's that the best day. I know, but a lot of people out there aren't, aren't that dedicated That's the day you it. get in and you cable tie your chairs to the <laughs> poles so that no one can take them. This is true. This is true. That's what we did. This is what we do. Yes. <laughs> we, I got dirty looks. Did you? Yeah, by these old couple. I don't know where they come from. I think like probably Victoria or somewhere. But <laughs> they're like, they're like <laughs> Yeah. Because they're like, we're about to lose our round. No. <laughs> they're like, it was a Friday. Like, because Friday finished really early. It was like 2.30, 3 o'clock. Boom. Everyone yeah. go home. So we, everyone sort of left. Once everyone packed up, we're like, okay, cool. Got a bit of space. Open up the armrest in the old chair. Pull out a big pack of cable ties. I said, all right, everyone. Start making some loops. Yeah. We looped all the chairs up. And yeah, cable tied it and... Some people either thought, oh, wow, you guys are geniuses. This is a great idea. And other people were like, you can't do that. I'm like, watch me. Yeah. The only downside was where my chair was set up was right on the edge of the shade structure. So in the mornings, it was just covered in water because all the runoff from the dew. It's not a wet chair for the first couple of hours of the day. That's why I was going down to the IP for a bit in the morning. <laughs> Let someone else sit in my chair and dry it up. Yeah, it's true. Something else I quickly wanted to touch on and just let people know if they're not aware that Fernando Alonso is now two-time 24-hour Le Mans winner. Yeah, unbelievable, isn't it? It's a good effort. I actually didn't catch any of the race. No. Um, I did see... weekend for us normally. Yeah, so. I seen that he won and, you know, fantastic. Yeah, it was, it's, it's good to see the cream still rising to the top. Mm-hmm. And um, Brendan Brendan Hartley's actually taking his drive in whatever the other series he was when he left. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I saw, I think it was Toyota he's come through on. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Brendan Hartley's, like, replaced him. There you go. Yeah, so, Brendan's got a drive, which is good. Cool. Because he, I think he sort of copped it in Formula One. Oh, he did. He did. Poor Hartley. Mm. <laughs> well, let's quickly wrap this episode up with our picks for the French Grand Prix. Uh, obviously still going with the rules. Going with the rules. Uh, so Mitch is like, I'm going to pick, let me down, Sebastian Mattel. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's who he's going. Yeah, look. Um, Do you see the comments that Cyril come out today and said? No, no, I haven't. Oh, we've got big engine upgrades this weekend. We should, you know, the power deficiency should be gone and we're expecting good results. Like, cool. Yeah. Well, have they fixed the aero bar? <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> no. Ricardo's like, we'll see if we're closing the gap. I love the big talk before events, especially it's uh, a home time, home ground event. Or, yeah. You know, they got to talk it up and try and get the French people through the door. Admittedly, that, that Ricardo did a pretty good round last meeting, didn't he? Oh, fantastic! That was like a win for them. <laughs> Drove a little bit defensively towards the end. Yeah, but oh well, you got to do that in a backmarking car in the front of the field. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you can't just give it away. Yeah, there should be a rule of that. Like uh, section 12 of driving says, if you're driving a backmarker and <laughs> do somehow whatever the hell you want. There, yeah. <laughs> and a Mercedes is behind you, just hold them up. <laughs> um, pick, 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 pick. It's hard to go past Vettel. Yeah, I want to go Vettel. Yeah. I think we're all going Vettel. Nah, go Vettel. Yeah. Um, Charles, for me. Charles, yeah. Let's see how he goes. I I want to go Charles. I really want Charles to win. But But you want what your heart's heart's saying, what your head's saying. (laughs) Yeah. It's different. Yeah, exactly. I just, Charles looks like he's getting a little bit over emotional at the moment and he's not as solid at race weekends anymore. He's seen him flustered. Yeah, so he's had a, such a cool. He was a cool cucumber at the start of the season. Yeah, so like Bahrain startled me. him. Yeah, that worries me. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Um, maybe that he can turn around this weekend. Hopefully, you get a point and he turns his season around. But just remember, this is the track that makes your eyes hurt on TV. <laughs> yeah, with all the runoff areas. <laughs> God, and yeah. do you reckon they're still going to have that crazy gorilla trophy? I don't know. It was it was odd <laughs> last odd. Yeah. You're yeah. like, hmm, gorilla painted in the French flag. Why? Yeah, okay. Okay. Some French artists, obviously. I think it was. But, all right, so you're going Vettel. Mitch is going Vettel. I'm going Charles Leclerc. We're all going Ferraris. That's our episode pretty much done and dusted. Um, Yeah. Thank you all for listening if you have anything you want to write in let us know um you can hit us up on facebook facebook.com forward slash breaking late or you can email us breaking late at gmail.com and we'll see you guys after the french grand prix which no is this weekend yeah awesome <laughs> over and out <laughs> see ya right. bye